Dude, man, I just want to sit on a porch, drink some sweet tea, and listen to that man talk. He has a good voice. He's got a good talking voice. And he's so wise. Do you listen to him give advice to young people on YouTube? It's some pretty solid stuff. He's profound. I hear him on other podcasts and stuff like that, and he, he's uh, he's got some depth to him, some layers. You know what happens when you get older? You get some depth to you. So I'm excited about getting older. I'm excited about being 40. I'm excited that it took him this long to become famous because he has good wisdom for us, I think. Depth is fantastic. I'm really shallow right now, so I'm looking forward to digging a deeper hole. So You're full of crap. Really You're full of crap. Me. Whatever. Are we doing 60-second breakdowns with these? We're not, are we? No, we'll just pop into who this guy is. <laughs> He's mainly known for portraying Walter White in Breaking Bad. Probably his big old thing, right? He played Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, and then he received six or something primetime Emmy Awards, two Tony Awards, a Golden Globe Award, and a nomination for an Academy Award, all after the age of 40. Let's go. There is hope for us yet, y'all. So we're going to dissect why we think that this is and hopefully pull out some tactical points that we can apply to our own lives. Why did it take him that long? Was he that crappy of an actor? Because that's what we assume, right? If I'm not making it, I just suck. I just think it's just like, yeah, exactly. You just have to, he's not a crappy actor, but again, maybe just right time, right place. And in order to be in that right place, you got to just keep doing the thing. He actually said that on YouTube. I heard him say, all these young people need to understand that sometimes your time just has to come. My time was later in life, and your time might be later, too. And I'm like, thank you, Brian. I feel better. Exactly. It makes us, us, yeah. us 40-plus folks feel like there's still a chance. Before we go into this, I just have to comment that Breaking Bad is one of my top favorite shows of all time. Unbelievable series. Tell me you like it, or I'll punch you in the face. It's like one of the, I, I love it. It's one of those series that's like slow as hell to get into, but once you're into it, you're hooked. Are you kidding me? At the very beginning, he's like in his panties in an RV, like in a big old desert, and he has cancer, and his wife and his son with the, oh my God, it was slow. I was like crying episode one. It's just one of those, like sometimes it's just like the plot is just drags on do you know what i mean so people are you know the people that are like hey you gotta just watch the first season then you get really into it i'm like i don't have time to watch an entire season of something to get into it to get invested in the show but this is one exception where it's okay i, I have to do that lord jesus well you know what else drags on is us getting to the point of this episode so let's go ahead and get into you have these little breaks i like it the way that you formatted your little break big break and total break or what's going on what is it I got both a training, like right off the top. He got into this thing because I think he probably, like his dad was an actor, or at least attempted to be an actor. And he, his dad kind of made a go for it. He had some jobs at the beginning, but then went, a, you know, made a go for his passion. Didn't work out. So then he walked out at his family at age 11. <laughs> so Brian's like, what the hell? Mm. Right. And so I remember hearing him talk about this on a different podcast, which makes me think, I just, I love to, to talk about this if you put too much pressure on your creative project to fund your life that's when you're taking brutal roles to pay the bills we talked about this yeah. with arnold schwarzenegger a long time ago right he didn't have yeah. to do that because he was already a millionaire before he was an actor but i guess the pressure got to him and his dad's just like forget this i have nothing to be passionate about anymore because acting sucks because all i do is get crappy roles and so he's got nothing else to be passionate about. So he's like, well, I'm just going to get these highs through 
external things. Like he became a boozy Susie, maybe. You never know. Boozy Susie. Same thing happened with Rain Wilson's mom. She was a failed actress. And it's interesting to me how some of these folks can use that, I guess, example of their parents and flip it into something really powerful and good and for them. I heard that he wanted to be a police officer at first, and then he went on this adventure with a friend or a cousin or someone for like two years where he traveled around and found himself. And while reading a play, a book of plays said, you know what? I think I want to do this with my life. Uh, So he figured it out early on ish, 19, 20, 21 years old. But like we alluded to, it took him 20 plus years to actually see any traction. And then probably used his father's mistakes to create a bit more of a stable footing for his acting career. Totally. So he started uh, training, I, I would say, like in the what late 80s, that's when he started doing this sort of thing. He was doing minor roles. He was doing commercials like everyone else does, just trying to get his footing in the industry. And then he lands little things. He does like uh, the Power Rangers. You ever, you ever watch that as a kid? No. No, I guess that, you know, that was... Do I look like a Power Rangers kind of girl? <laughs> it was, I mean, you know, it was probably like just before your time or something like that. I was, was, I was doing Bill Nye the Science Guy in Beekman's World. I wanted to learn. <laughs> It was a pretty dumb show, but it was a big show, and, and he played, like, the bad guy or something like that. But he was only making 50 bucks an hour in three hours a week or something like that for this. And so it's weird to think that when you look back on it, but mm-hmm. that's what he was doing. He was doing the grind. He was doing the job. He was doing the thing. And then he get this early break. He got cast for some sitcoms. Specifically, the biggest one would have been Seinfeld. I was a giant Seinfeld fan, so I loved his role as Tim Watley on that thing. And uh, he got uh, uh, minor roles on like, well, he did X-Files was one of the the other ones. And we'll get to that and why the importance of the X-Files was a big thing back in that. I think when you're young, the small stuff, it, you kind of brush off and get excited about and it doesn't seem a big deal. But I'll just like, in my experience, like the older you get, I feel like there's more pressure to have bigger stuff and have more to show for it. So the fact that, I mean, this wasn't just his 20s that he was doing small stuff. This was years and years of just the grind. And he was also, he had um, a wife in the 70s. He ended up getting divorced in 82 and getting remarried. But Robin, his second wife, he's been married to since 1989. So I had to provide for her, the daughter, et cetera. Like he becomes a family man. He's a grown-ass dude. And these small little roles, although it's cool, I mean, think about that when you're thinking I might not have a lot to show for all the work that I've put in. I know I've felt that way before. It takes on a new meaning. Like yeah, he's in his late thirties now at the, doing these small yeah. roles. But I think like these small roles are what he, they're compounding into what would eventually become his big brick. But you have to keep that mindset because it's easy. Just yesterday, we were there was a music video on, and Brian looked up the actress who was in it. I don't know why, and he was like, "Oh, that's the only thing she's ever done. That sucks." And I'm like. Yeah, but it was also a 55 million view video or whatever. But we do that to other people. We're like, oh, they've only done this one thing or blah, 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 blah. And it can get to you after a while. What was the music video? I don't remember. <laughs> That's okay. But the point is, so, uh, but these little things, uh, they add to your, your resume. It just basically shows like social proof that you've done the thing. And a lot of comedians I work with, they don't really, they don't like to do that. They don't like to add they don't even have a website, so they don't have any like online resume or something that'll show for it. And so mm-hmm. any little thing, I would say medium thing, medium to large thing that I do, I always have to add to the bio or something like that. It's just social proof that 
you can do it and other people have approved of what you do. And so that when you try to get the other thing, it makes you look more attractive in the eyes of whoever's hiring you. Totally. So you, you identified the early break as Seinfeld, right? That's what got him like mainstream exposure. Let's put it that way. But his break would have been like Malcolm in the middle. He got cast as Hal, the dad, which is a pretty flamboyant comedic role. And he he just nails it. Like he, I, I watch the show now with my kids. I watched it when I was a kid. Now rewatching it as an adult, and he is the best in that show. And so that role, although it made him, it stifled his chances of getting Breaking Bad afterwards because no one could picture him as like a dark, weirdo meth dealer guy. Right. So this was about two thousand, a couple of years right before nineteen. Uh, he did a bit on X-Files. Never seen that. Never will watch X-Files. Not my cup of tea. Um, but he had, he met somebody there. Who, what was that dude's name? Vince Gilligan. Gilligan? It was like the actual creator, I think, wasn't it? Of, of X-Files? I think the creator of X-Files, or maybe he was just a writer on X-Files, was eventually the creator of Breaking Bad. And he's like, I for their lead role in this, I think this Brian Cranston dude could, could play it. And everyone says, what do you mean? Hal from Malcolm in the Middle? Are you out of your mind? It's yeah. like a billion-dollar project. We're not going to use Hal from Malcolm in the Middle or, or the guy from Seinfeld or whatever. He's like, come on, give it a chance. And so I guess he, he read for it, he auditioned, and the rest is history. I, I, I don't I, – I can't tell you how many times a relationship from five years ago will come up later. And I, I think we forget that. We think, oh, this was a bust or this didn't work or we – judge and close doors too soon without realizing that the fruit can come even 10, 20 years later. Um, I remember hearing though, that the Malcolm in the middle bit, they wanted that kind of older dad kind of stuck in his ways vibe or whatever. And so it was like, just to his point earlier about, you don't know when your time's going to come. If he had been obviously a young, vibrant, whatever that he never would have gotten that role. He needed to be an older man. And that was his big break. Right. Yeah, so it's what you think is your disadvantage that ends up being your advantage. Can be if you want it to be. If you want it to be. That's the whole thing. Anyway, that's his break. And then what happened after that? Breaking Bad goes on to become one of the biggest shows ever, as we mm -hmm. mentioned at the top of the episode. Now he can do anything he wants. Movies, he's in a new show called Your Honor. It's, it's cool. But the point of the whole story is like all this stuff happened after the age of 40. Even the little breaks, and now it's like 60 or something like that, or 60 plus and he's just living his a new life he's it's like a second life of being a movie star and a tv star and if he had to give it up at 30 he's i need a real job i have this wife and this baby at home now i gotta do this like he wouldn't be who he is today he'd be doing the world a disservice by not being the brian cranston we know yeah so i had just three main quick takeaways from this first of all reinvention think about the difference between your kind of stereotypical middle-aged man and then going into walter white with just like the craziness of that and his willingness to just expand even his own personal narrative of who he was. Homeboy was in his whitey tidies scene one, right? <laughs> so it was just wild. <laughs> this reinvention that he went into. Um, passion man, he talks about this all the time. You have to love what you do because some of it, a lot of it is luck and it's out of your hands. Like you have to just show up and do all that you can do. And after that, let go of it. So are you doing what you absolutely love? And then also to the life experiences, being able to pull from 40 years, 50 years of live life into these very complex, deep characters. There's no way he could have done those roles the way that he did without just freaking years behind his belt. So to your point, 
sometimes our years, man, are a freaking advantage and we need to embrace it and get excited about it. I can't wait to be 40. I have that on recording. So whenever yeah. it, it happens, please play that black for me. It's true. I guess no one right out of the gate comes in and plays like such such a layered deep role as, as something like that. You have to have been knocked down a time or two. That's it. You got to take away Rory. How's it going to change your life, this story? I think to add to what you said, the key is like longevity, right? So if you stay in the creative scene long enough, like something's going to happen and it's not, if it's not paying for your life or whatever, then get yeah. something part-time on the side or whatever. Don't make the mistakes his father did, right? It's Come just it, like, I have something poignant I want to say here. Hang on. Y'all, this is the part in the show where Rory says something very profound. So please lean in. <laughs> please lean in please, to your speakers or whatever. But it's, if you give up, like at the moment, you, you've killed a hundred percent of your momentum that you've accumulated up to that point. Like you're mm -hmm. the currency that you've established through the relationships and being top of mind to people in the industry goes out the door completely. All that compound interest is gone and it'll take you like years to get back to the point where you left off. So if you ever decide to pick it back up again, you got a, a long road ahead of you. So just stick with it. Even if it's part-time, even if it's whatever, just, maintain those relationships and stay in it as long as he can. It worked for him, minor roles for several years and ended up landing big roles in the end. I think the key is just, do you love it? Do you love it enough for it to not to work out and that be okay for you and to just keep grinding? And if you don't, that's okay. Move on with your life. But for the rest of you, tune into the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Say what? It's not the injury we wants to hear. Just keep grinding. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.